Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Holy crap, guys! Woo! Playoff GGs! Playoff GGs, boys, at home! All right, welcome to Sarcastic Remarks. For those of you who don't know who we are, here in the center, that's me. My name is Ryan. Over to the left there is James, and over to the right is Christian. We want to thank you for joining us for the after-game review here tonight. This is for the Game 3, is the Dallas Stars and the Calgary Flames. Stars win by a final score of 4-2 to two tonight. Before we get into the game tonight, guys, we got to use that promo code THPN for the next time you use the DraftKings app. We really appreciate it if you go and use that, and we appreciate them for being our sponsor. Um, any kind of... Initial observations before we get into a very special segment that Chris would like to introduce for tonight. No, I'm doing the special segment first, right off the bat. Okay. Coming at ESPN again. Station Shandon, suck it. He said Flames in five. Chris Chelios, Flames in five, suck it. Linda Cohn, Flames in five, suck it. Ray Ferraro, Flames in five, suck it. Leah Haxtall, Flames in five, suck it. Um, Hillary Knight, Flames in five, suck it. Peter Lawrence Riddle, pick a last name, bro. Flames in five, suck it. Steve Levy, Flames in Five, suck it. Sean McDonough, Flames in Five, suck it. Barry Melrose, Flames in Five, suck it. AJ Mlezko, Flames in Five, suck it. Dominique Moore, Flames in Five, suck it. Arda O.L., I can't even say your name, dude. Flames in Five, suck it. Kristen Shelton, Flames in Five, suck it. John Tortorella, Flames in Five, suck it. All the ESPN <laughs> analysts who said Flames in Five, they can all suck it. They're looking a little foolish right now. They definitely are, because if the Flames are going to win this series, it will have to go to six games. It will have to go to six games. But uh, after Chris already did his little uh, shame on ESPN suck it segment, I guess is what we'll call it, uh, any actual observations other than other than the fact that ESPN is wrong? 
the stars are still imposing their will on the flames. I mean, the flames have not gotten to play the game that they want to play at all yet this series. And the stars are really taking it to them. And we could have easily won game one. I mean, you think about those posts that we hit in the, in the third period of game one, it could easily be three, nothing right now. And everyone's saying, Oh, boring hockey that the stars are playing. Oh, Calgary's just not playing. Well, that's all garbage. All of it is just noise and it's trash and it's garbage. The stars are opposing their will and they're showing why they're a good playoff team. I'm tired of hearing all the stars slander. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got to pull this. Yeah, up I got, I got wings. Yeah. I mean, I, victory I wings. It was, it was great. Um, I actually didn't get to watch most of the game tonight, which I was a little upset about. But I walked in as the final seconds came in, but I got wings on my way home. So I'm glad <laughs> that I get to eat them and and be happy and not sad. <laughs> sad wings are the worst sad they wings really are, are. There, yeah. bro <laughs> and especially when they're really really good wings and and it's i mean that's the worst kind if they're sucky wings you know it's whatever <laughs> but if they're good wings like what are what kind of uh, wings are those james so there's just regular buffalo up. i got mango habanero and then they have this new flavor that they mix their buffalo hot with lemon pepper it's pretty freaking Ooh, good that, that does sound it's, good it's anyway, really before i get good. too hungry ryan what were your <laughs> observations on the game um, everyone is underrating Jay Gottinger. Oh yeah. 100%. Everybody is absolutely underrating Jay Gottinger. Um, you couldn't ask for more from the guy right now. He, the, one of the goals, which we'll talk about probably shouldn't have been counted in some of our opinions. We'll get uh, to that. <laughs> we'll get to that again. Yeah. And the fact that he, he, again, he, in three games, he doesn't give up more than two goals. If your goaltender does that for you, you should win the game. Yeah. And we and we've done in now we probably should have won game one based off of that because they only scored one goal. And the one goal he led in was a fluke. And yep. and since then he has been absolute dynamite. Absolute dynamite. Without a doubt, Jake Ottinger is the best player in this series right now. By far. He's outdueling Jacob Mark Markstrom, who is having a Vesna caliber year. He's he's playing out of his mind right now. I think. Well, well, just I think there is an argument for for obviously Pavelski in there. He has both the game winners. Yep, so both game winners. He, he and and we knew exactly what that that was going to happen. I mean, he yeah. has his points high for his career this season, and he's known for playing well in the playoffs. I mean, I think everyone saw this coming that he was going to be our best player at least in the first series. It, best skater. I, I, Sorry. Yeah, the best skater. Yeah. <laughs> But and he's and the word for both of these players that you can use to describe them is clutch. Big and time clutch. you have to be able to have players like this in the in the postseason in order to be successful. And both of these guys, one proven, one kind of unproven, but he's starting to make his way. It, we still gotta dampen the pedal a little bit because it's only been three games. But so far, so good for, for Jake Ottinger. And then, you know, we We've we've almost come to expect this from from Mr. Pavelski. There, I mean, mm-hmm. he, he did it in the 2020 bubble playoffs. Yep. When he really started, you know, starting making his himself known because his first his season first in Dallas was kind of it, it, it was man. We're like, we spent seven million dollars on this, yep, and boy, has he ever responded ever since the 2020 bubble playoffs existed, and he continues to do it. Absolutely. And, and uh, I was actually listening to the TNT broadcast. And they were just gushing over the fact that he's 37. 
He's had to completely kind of reinvent his game a little bit because he doesn't have the same speed that he has. But when you've got two guys who can kind of skate really well, and I don't care what people say about Robo, his skating is better than it was. I mean, you just have to make sure you're in the right spot at the right time. And Pavelski at 37, two goals on the night. Yeah. And the two clutch moments by the two players we're talking about, Joe Pavelski, game-winning goal after a bad power play. I mean, none of the power plays tonight were good still. And we get a good play off the rush, perfect pass shot, I'm going to say. And then he just buries it. And then, man, that save in the third on the the Flames' best player. That's who they want to have the puck in that position to, to tie up the game. And he just stones him. Crazy play by Otter. Huge saves all game long. Yeah, those, those guys are cr- crazy right now. And you know what's funny is the feeling that I had when Goudreau had that breakaway, I knew he was going to save it. I, I know that seems crazy. <laughs> I know that seems crazy to think, but I didn't have that that feeling down in the pit of my stomach. I just I felt confident that this was his moment. He was going to make this save, and he did yeah. on the best player. Quite, I had quite the opposite feeling, but he, I guess he's turning <laughs> me. <laughs> so... James, what did you think about the the clutchiness, if that is a word, of either one of those players in tonight's game? I mean, I called I called Otter being more clutch than Markstrom before the series started. When we did, did the series, like when we did our predictions, it, I, he's been he's been in this these situations his whole life, and he loves them, dude. He absolutely loves them. He thrives there. That's where I think I don't think I've seen a big game where Otter hasn't shown up. And something we should mention is, I I don't think I mentioned it here on the podcast, but I mentioned it on the Blackout uh, Dallas article that I wrote, is that even though Jake Gottinger, you know, hasn't had a lot of playoff experience at all, actually, now that I think about it, he's been in some ginormous games through his young career. And, and, you know, uh, shout out to Matt DeFranks on the Podman Rush for bringing this up because he, he was the one who brought up all this information. I had no idea about this. But he started as a freshman in the Minnesota high school hockey tournament, which that's a huge deal up there. That's even bigger than the the football tournaments down here that UIL holds for high school. Um, he started as a freshman for Boston College against the University of North Dakota. The game went to, I think, double overtime in the Frozen Four tournament, and he won the game. And then he also, you know, was the goalie for Team USA against Canada in the World Juniors. So, I mean, and then obviously we saw the the Vegas game. That was probably the biggest game of his career in, in the NHL. And he showed up and he won the game in, in, uh, in a shootout. I mean, the, one of the, you know, anxiety-filled moments that you could have. Oh, excuse me. And he took care of it. So should we be surprised that, that he made that giant stop like that or, you know, should, should we not be surprised? Yeah. I guess we shouldn't be surprised anymore because he's, he's proven it and he's proven that he can do it on the biggest stage too. So. Okay. So we've kind of talked about it uh, here a little bit, but do we want to mention biggest winner and biggest loser, maybe bring up some other players other than Otter and uh, Pavelski? Cause those are easy ones. I have one in my head, but do y'all have a different biggest winner, maybe, and different biggest loser? Uh, I'll give my biggest winner to 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 Kiviranta again. I mean, he's still playing great on the fourth line. He got moved up in the third period. He's playing 
beside Ben and Sagan for some shifts just because he's playing so well defensively. So I'm going to give it to Kiwi again for underrated biggest winner. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give mine to Jamie Ben. I felt like he was really physical tonight, uh, a lot more than the previous two at least. And I, I didn't get to hear it, but apparently he was chirping to ch- to Chuck to fight all game long, which is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but no, the, the Flames are only going to fight our players who don't fight. And then when our players who do fight try and go, they're just going to back down. So, again, Flames just being wimps all over the ice. Absolutely ridiculous. And we are manhandling them in the series, too. I mean, they can get as many sucker punches as they want. We're going to beat them down. I've actually got two here. Uh other players that I think have done really well. First one, shout out to Klingberg. Uh, he's taken on a role that nobody expected us to take for him to take on. And he is public enemy number one for the Calgary Flames right now. I, I was going to give this. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. I was going to give my biggest loser to Klingberg because he keeps getting penalties for getting punched in the face. <laughs> he has like four right. penalties this series because he got punched in the face. Yeah, and, absolutely and ridiculous. That was that was going to be the stat that I mentioned. So through the regular season, he didn't play all eighty-two games, but through the regular season, thirty-four penalty minutes for John Klingberg. Through the first three games in the in the postseason, twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Yeah, right. he, he gets ten minutes for that game misconduct, <laughs> but yeah, still that's pretty. But still, ridiculous. even I would bet, even though you you take the game misconduct out of the way, I bet you he still leads the Dallas Stars in penalty minutes. Yeah. And all that <laughs> is because he's getting that. punched in the face. Right. Ridiculous. Garbage. And we're gonna get into that too in a little bit. I bet. Yep. And uh, my other my other biggest winner in tonight's game, other than the obvious two, is Roddick Foxen. Uh, I mean, we have to we have to mention Roddick Fox and Huge what goal. he's done, and and Bryce is absolutely right. Um, a lot of the time we kind of jump onto that the checking line for not doing enough offensively, but we really have to give them credit when they come in for us offensively, because Fox did it tonight, and it was and he had he had two chances. He had the the first he had the goal which he which he scored. And then he had the opportunity, the wraparound opportunity, and then he had an opportunity right after that wraparound. So and it was just he's he's just on another level. And and we've talked about this. We've talked about how we were successful in the bubble playoffs. Is that some person, just one person other than our top players, just has to step up. And tonight, Pavelski was our top player. He answered the bell. And then, and then Fox was the one who was that one player that needed to step up in this game. So that is needs to be, you know, sung to the stars. It, no pun intended for Fox to, to be the biggest winner for me. And tonight. not just his offense, his faceoffs too. He finished this night sixty nine percent, nice, and two <laughs> two, two, <laughs> two extremely timely faceoff yes. wins in our own zone at at the third period. Just they had their six on on five time was it was Has nothing a lot better. They, they, yeah. they had pretty much no chance because we just won all the faceoffs. that was great he finished it with three hits three shots on goal plus one one block shot and 120 on the on shorthanded which he played very well on so he, he had an awesome night all right biggest loser who did y'all have for a biggest loser in tonight i already game? put clinger so this is to james Okay. James. I got Matthew to Chuck because he has played three games. Uh, he's 
fought five he's fought four times right mm-hmm. he's been out of out of his 20 minutes where he hasn't been playing in the games and he's their second best player on their team yep you can't do that Smart guy <laughs> yeah i, and I tweeted that too that. i was like we'll take the cleaner kachuk kachuk i can't say his name kachuk kachuk We'll take the Klinger Kachuk. I still can't say it. We'll take that trade all day. So if, if we take him off the ice, we're happy. So for me, and I'm being real nitpicky here because it's hard to find something on the Dallas Stars side that was particularly bad because they played such a fantastic game. But I'm going to give it to Rope Hints for one reason. And even though he scored the goal, and I have to give him credit for it. And again, I'm being really critical because I'm trying to find something to to get on about. It's his face-off percentage. He was getting destroyed in the face-off circle tonight. Uh, I mean, 10%. That's really, really, really bad. I mean... So and 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 again, it's it's fine because we won the game and on all that sort of thing. But for him, he's 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 our first line center. We really really need him to be winning more of those faceoffs. So it's good that we don't rely on him for defensive zone faceoffs because especially at the end of the game when Foxa and Glenn Denning and I think even Sagan took one at at one point. You know, it's it's a good thing he's not relied upon for that because that would have been really bad. But uh, the other biggest loser that I had, and Chris, you kind of already mentioned this, it, it's a collection of players. It's the power play. Um, in, in general, I was not impressed with the power play tonight. So. And it continues to be the entrances into the zone. Once they get set up, Calgary is very aggressive with their penalty kill, which is fine. And we've done okay with, with it. We've done okay, not great, and not average, but okay. But what's frustrating is that they just cannot get into the zone. And whether they, they need to figure something out, whether it's and they need to commit to it. So they can go one of three ways. And this is what was going through my mind. If you're going to commit to the dump and chase, you have to have two players go into the corner because you have to outnumber them before the puck gets there. And then, so that's one way. Second way is you carry it into the zone and let Rope Hintz, Mira Haskin, and whoever do their dangleness and figure out how to get into uh, the zone. The third one is a mixture of both. You can see you can see sometimes when they go to the sideboards and they're right at the blue line, they pass it and it's a like a little dangle to pass in and it goes all the way around. And that's fine too. But it, it doesn't seem like there's one particular, you know, one particular of those three ways that works right now. So either they need to really commit to one of those three and really focus on getting one of those three or they just need to try something else. Is that fair? The the goal that was scored tonight makes me think that maybe we put, we try and shoot more on the rush like that. And it makes them have to like respect kind of our rush chances, you know, and maybe makes them less aggressive on the blue line and more worried about getting back and stopping those rush, those rushes. So maybe go for those more too. The the other thing that I thought is that Klinger and, and Haskin still aren't being more offensive. We were hoping that that would kind of spark up with when the playoffs started. It's it's not really happening at all. I want to see them try and go coast to coast sometime. Because, I mean, they're amazing puck handlers. They can take it into the zone themselves. They just have to do it. like And they can. So they need to give that a shot at least a couple of times. I'm going to jump on you because I, I disagree with you on Mira Haskinen. 
tonight. I, I saw him, especially in the third period. There were several ch- times when he was really starting to get into the zone. The, the third period, and, and, he, and in he the a maybe a little bit in the first period, not so much in the second, but in the first and third, I really saw him trying at least. I I just saw a lot more turnovers from him than usual. He had three or four, which from Euro it's normally zero. <laughs> so I I think he just didn't have a great game overall. But he definitely tried to make up for it at the end. And that one that rang off the off the bar, oh man. I still don't know the how stars to get are getting no look right now. Mm-hmm. No, no ref help, no puck luck, and we're still winning these games. <laughs> James, did you agree with any of my assessment there, or uh, or what do you think? Yeah, I really, I really thought Miro started the game very well, but it se- he seemed to just kind of disappear as the game went along. Of course, I'm I'm like just listening to the game, so I kind of get different opinions than y'all on some of these. Like I like. For instance, I have no idea what the power play looked like because there was nothing to, for them to talk about on it. So, yeah. well, that tells you one assume, thing. Right yeah, I can only assume that like it was awful. So, well, and and if you didn't hear his name that much, that probably means he didn't have the puck that much. Mm-hmm. So, it was mainly in the first period. Yeah. Well, and and while we're talking about this, here, here's my thought because it, it just popped into my head while you were talking, Chris. Maybe we just need to do different ways with different you know, with different power plays. So maybe take that hints, whatever combination of hints there is out there, those five guys and do more of a dangleness, you know, entry into the zone. Cause sometimes that works for him. And then maybe you just, just do rush chances with the hints line. I don't know. And then when you've got like a, a Sagan, Gary maybe Michael Roffel even would help in the, and just, getting the puck and getting the and I I know you're giving me that look Chris but like more of a power play (laughs) well more of a I know I hate I hate to say it but but he's he's got he's got some physicality to his game so Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about is getting it deep into the corner you know they they win the puck battle and then he stands in front of the net and two people stand in front of the net or something like that I I don't know but I know something needs to be different yeah, the first the first unit being more skilled and the second being more physical. I, I I think that's definitely valid, but it's not working right now. Even even though we get a playoff or a power play goal, it, it wasn't really. It was it's kind of just a goal off the rush. Hey hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is finally on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all of sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure and reliable best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use the promo code thpn bet five dollars on any nhl team to win like for me it's gonna be the dallas stars and get 100 dollars in free bets no matter what that's code thpn at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes details so eric saying uh that the 
that's bone says out of sync bs they are clueless how to enter the zone i think it's both i mean i think they're hand in hand in my opinion he's saying that they're you know out of sync because they're not able to enter the zone correctly and uh, out of sync might be an understatement though yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. especially because they, they they just look terrible it, it, a, a lot of times the they zone. don't look like they know what they're trying to do like when you do yeah. a controlled exit you're supposed to be looking for a certain thing it doesn't it doesn't seem like they're looking for anything. It just looks like they're like skating and like, Oh, we'll figure it out, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anything in the first period that we really need to talk about? I said, I said that sarcastically because I know Chris wants to talk about it. Yeah. More four on four penalties suck. Yeah. There was less though this game. There was that's, less. That's better. There was less. But the thing that we're going to talk about is the goalie interference because that's ridiculous. Go ahead, Chris rant. Okay, well, obviously the first goal, Lucic just hits our goaltender, and they just allow the play to go on. Uh, uh, the The key points that they made as to why it wasn't goalie interference is that Lucic tried to get out of the way, which I didn't realize trying counted for anything, but I guess it does now. It wasn't in the crease, which you totally see Lucic's skate in the crease during that interaction. And what was the other one? There was one more. Otter was out of the crease. Otter was out of the crease, which if 10% of his body being out of the crease counts as out of the crease, like, I mean, I, I don't know. He, he He's not out of the crease. He's in his crease. He's in front of the net. He's playing his position. He's trying to move back. It has to be interference. I mean, the goal doesn't go in unless Lucic hits him. Lucic didn't get pushed in. How is that yeah, not goalie interference? I mean, and compared to the the penalty that Raffle got last game in the first period for goalie interference, it's not even close. I mean, Markstrom is literally, his full body is out of the crease. That is out of the crease. And Raffle gets guided into him, and then as he tries to go for the puck, runs into the goalie. This one, his almost his entire body, except for his foot, is in the crease. And Lucic has nobody touching him, skates right into him, and it and that's the only reason the goal goes in and that's not goalie interference. It's ridiculous. And there's so much talk about it throughout the league because nobody knows what the rules are. Like people say, Oh, well I think it should be that he has to stay in the crease. Like that. The rule doesn't say that actually. It says that impedes the goalie from playing his position, trying to get back in your crease. That's just playing your position. He's not out of position. So, and I, we talked about this before the playoffs started too, right? Ryan, how, the unclearness of this goalie interference rule, it was going to lead to a big goal in a big playoff game. It's going to piss a lot of people off. And there's two huge ones tonight. The other one is in Colorado and Nashville. And that blew up their game. I mean, they had to challenge it because it's Colorado in the third period. Yeah. It was three to three at that point. Yeah. That's their last, that's their only chance is to try and hang on for dear life. And, and then it blows up the game and it ends it. I mean, these rules are, are ridiculous. They're, totally unclear and, and something has to change on them I'm, I'm amazed that it's been i guess five years that we've had such strange rules for goalie interference but it's it's gotta it's gotta get better and let's hope it at least stays consistent so because i i totally see us in in game six or seven where markstrom's out of his crease and we hit him and it's going to be goalie interference on us so We'll see if it stays consistent, but I, I don't think it will. And it's not because of the raffle one. Like, it's ridiculous. It's wrong. 
to to the refs' credit, they're trying to call more penalties, and I, I think that's something that the outcry of NHL fans it's starting to get to the NHL, and they made a concerted effort at the beginning of these playoffs to say, "Okay, we're going to call the game for the most part as we see it," and they and they have for the most part. So I I, I have to give them credit for that, but I fully I'm going to call bullcrap on that. I mean, we're, okay. if we're looking at these two teams. The Flames are the tenth most penalized team in the NHL during the regular season. The Stars are the least penalized team in the NHL. Okay, but that Calgary has a... more power plays. We consistently get penalized for getting punched in the face. It's completely wrong. These these penalties are incorrect. It's completely lopsided. I mean, even Brian Ray, who is a high media personality who needs to be friends with people, pointed it out on Twitter. He said, it's crazy how one-sided this game is, and it's going to lead to the game getting out of control, and it will, because the Stars will take it into their own hands if the refs don't deal with it fairly, because it's not. The Stars should have way more power plays than Calgary. Not that it would help us a lot, but it, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's unfortunate that you have to add that last little all, comment all in I'm there, saying, right? All I'm saying is that both teams only have one power play goal, and we have the same amount of power plays. So Exactly. So the the only thing I would say to that, Chris, is that that's that's a completely different system than what they're trying to do now in, in the postseason. But it, I, again, I'm, I'm not I'm not 180 degrees like that though. That's but if, ridiculous. if that's what they're if that's what they're trying to do, and I think it is 180 percent flip because they were only calling the no. really stupid obvious stuff, and now they're throwing no, four not the refs, the stars and, and the flames play. The stars did not all of a sudden turn into a super dirty penalty ridden team just with a flip of a switch that, that that's and the, and the flames likewise didn't all of a, all of a sudden become more disciplined that's i mean there's a whole trend throughout the entirety of the season it didn't just change it, it's something up with this officiating crew and something has to be said about it, it it's wrong it's incorrect the stars should have way more power plays it's being called unfairly majority of people who are watching this third party are gonna agree with that statement so, James, we, we haven't really gotten your take on whether you thought that that was goalie interference because I'd love to hear your thoughts, and I'll keep talking think, until yeah. you can get – there you go. Okay, okay. No, go ahead. Let me, know, let me know your it'll thoughts. It'll be while I'm that. eating because it'll be funny. Okay. But – Exactly. So, <laughs> and what they say – and what they said on the broadcast <laughs> – I got 15. <laughs> Don't ask me how many wings I got. I got 15. It was great. Okay. Hey, you need to get you need to get one more next time because that's yeah. how many wins is required to win the Stanley exactly. Cup. Exactly. Superstition. We're gonna be one short. 15. 20. Gosh dang it, James. <laughs> James, just get one. Hey, get what, one more. Okay. okay anyway. Anyway. So I, from what they said on the broadcast about goaltender interference, and and what they said, it made sense. Okay. What's stupid is that it wasn't that way three years ago. I mean, I, I wasn't even watching hockey super legitimately at the time. And I, I still it's still like if your goaltender got touched and the puck went in, it wasn't a goal. Like never. It it was never a goal like that. Yeah. And now and now like the rule is just changing without without the league saying anything, without without anyone saying anything well, at all. That, that's and I think crazy that's, thing. That's you're saying the, the most rule, frustrating part. Yeah, you're saying the rule changed. The rule didn't change. It's written the yeah, exact the same, same way. It's the same it, rule. It's just but it interpreted differently. So it, here, here's my question about this whole goalie interference thing. Because 
we want them to be more consistent with it, but there's got to be a way we, we got to put up a solution because we're complaining about it. Okay. So here's my issue with the goaltender interference. We either make it really, 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 really like wordy and say, okay, if this happens, this happens. If this happens, this happens. If this happens, this happens. Or you leave it completely vague so that you can go situation by situation. Well, that's what it is right now. It's super vague. Okay, so is that what is that our is that our solution, Chris? Is that we go to that? Because I mean, I mean, my solution kind of is have some about. kind of rules. They they can't give an explanation right now for why it's goalie interference or why it's not. They just say, oh, it's goalie interference because it's goalie interference. You can tell because it's goalie interference. I mean, that's all they're saying right now. <laughs> like, that's a pretty good explanation. That's a pretty good explanation, actually. <laughs> but like, if they say, okay, the goalie has to be in the crease. And if any part of him is out of the crease and that gets hit, then it's not goalie interference. Or if the goalie's glove gets interfered with by a stick, that's goalie interference, or it's not, or s- stuff like that, or give examples, or something, anything other than it's goalie interference because it's goalie interference. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> that's it's the, not that's fun the, to watch. That's the reasons we're giving we're we're given right now. Yeah, it, I mean, it's we, just because. And we've talked about this in the season as in the regular season as well. I mean. I, I've mentioned in our little group chat that we have that it, you, Toronto might as well just flip a coin and just and pick off of that because that's essentially yeah. what happens half the time. Yeah, and so far the, the stars have been screwed this year on goalie interference. We're over three on yeah. goalie interference challenges both ways. So I guess we just need to not challenge them anymore. So here's an interesting comment. I'm going to pull up Dad's comment here. Hola Padre, who's watching from the other room, literally behind that door where James is. So he's saying, I vote for making the crease bigger and saying goalies are free game if they come out of the crease. So or, what would or you not say? not even make the crease bigger. I think the crease is big enough. I okay. mean, if in, you say any part of the body comes out of the crease and it gets hit, it's not goalie interference. Honestly, what, what I think I would like the rule to be is that if an offensive player runs into or it comes in contact with the goalie, and the puck goes in, it shouldn't be a goal. Like, it that makes it really easy. It makes the net front super weak. I understand that. But, like, we we got to find something where, like, you can say, okay, this is not allowed or this is allowed. And that kind of goes with what the NFL does right now with quarterbacks. Like, they're protecting their star players. Like, shouldn't we? That's exactly what I was players? thinking, Chris. That was so that's exactly a good point, what I was That kind of goes against what I'm, what I'm saying. But I, I like that point. So Eric saying the guy on ESPN said it was an obvious interference in Nashville game and he was wrong. I think it, he was a former ref. So it shows me they don't know the rule. Yeah. And I, then this ref I, I don't, it's obviously I don't, not. So nobody knows. Right. And, and I mean, they were, we in literally right before we came on uh, air here, we were a little bit late because I wanted the three of us to watch the sports net explanation. And I mean, like there was about four or five, you know, people on this panel with, uh, along with Elliot Friedman being the biggest name and on that bench, but most of them were saying that it was, it was, it should have been counted as a goal, but there were still though, those one or two that were kind of like, no, he wasn't able to, to get positioned there. And the argument was, you know, the only way Otter can get back into position. Okay. That's what the rule says, right? Is that he has to kick that. He has to kick that left leg out there in order to get there. Now, 
you can say that it that Lucic didn't do it on purpose. Obviously, I don't think he did it on purpose. I think he made that, a concerted that should, that should hold on, not hold on, hold on, hold on, doing it on purpose. Hold on, hold on. He 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 made a concerted effort to get out of the way, but it doesn't matter because it impeded his positioning to get and make the save on the puck, and even worse, it knocked him down. So in my and I'm I'm being completely unbiased here. Because I really, th- well, you're maybe trying to be bi- completely. I'm bi- trying to be <laughs> completely unbiased, <laughs> even though, yeah, I shouldn't say that because we have a Dallas Stars podcast. But I'm trying to be unbiased. But I still don't think it's a goal, and I don't think that the one in is the, was the game in Nashville, whatever in in the Nashville yeah. Colorado series. I don't think that was a goal either, and it counted. Yeah, it's not. They're not goals. Neither of them are. <laughs> it was Brandon here. ESPN can go straight to HE Double Hockey Stick. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> GG, boys. Oh. <laughs> Dad got the empty box. <laughs> yeah, he did. I hate him all. He's too slow. Is he trying to, is he trying to get the... Were, was, were there really no looking, wings left? He was looking for some. I ate them all, though. Did you text him and let him know that... Or whatever. <laughs> He, did, he just no. ran it. He just failed. That was, that was failed. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hey, hey, there's Zach. Zach, we need to get you actually on the podcast. It's been a really long time since you've been on. Okay, no matter what, he, he should do it for one game this series. No. Anyways. Zach's an Zach, old man. Yeah. <laughs> older than he is. What are you saying about me? Exactly. What am I? Ancient? You already know the answer. Screw you both. that makes the net front way too weak zach says definitely need to be able to touch the goalie make it where if an offensive player moves the goalie at all inside of the crease it's interference i agree with a lot of that then that 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 was my argument so it you're kind of you have to there's a line where you have to protect your best the best players and Mm -hmm. you have to still make it hockey because hockey is a physical game and i don't care what what the line is at least it, what we at least they they tell us tell me what the line is and then I will be less upset. <laughs> but no, and nobody knows what it is, and it's going to change game to game. And I guarantee the next time there's a goalie interference issue, the stars are going to be on the the short end of the stick again. So, anyways, do we want to talk about the Fox goal real quick? Because we're out of time articles. here pretty quick. Fox okay. goal was great. I mean, such a good deflection. We haven't seen that really all season, I think, from Foxa. But that was. Great offensive play, and and even better, it was in a it was Essa Lindell who uh, who kind of threw it towards the net. So I mean, we need to see more of that. That's what we talked about, hey, right? Yep. More Especially shots on the, the point. bottom two lines. I said just right. shoot it from the point. Maybe it'll go in. It happened. <laughs> yeah, and it happened it, in game two as well with with Pavelski. So, now nah, that one we, that one's a little different. That one was fast. <laughs> <laughs> but but we were expecting like the second line to try and get garbage goals off those shot points, but that was not a garbage goal. That was that was a beauty. We not haven't had one bad goal yet. Like that and we need to get one. <laughs> so and then um Trevor Lewis, that was the, the goal we've been talking about for a long time. Should have meant shouldn't have counted. Uh generally generally in the first period, what else do you think? did you see from them in the first period anything else i thought the stars overall played good and we got screwed by that call and i thought a one nothing lead would have been great it that would have been perfect for how we played that but yeah i think we got screwed we were easily the more physical team in that period i think if i'm remembering correctly the hits were like 19 to 5 in favor of the stars so exactly what calgary did to us in the first period we did to them 
I think there's a scoring discrepancy there, but yeah. well, I mean, we obviously had more both, hits than them. Both, it's both ways. I'm comparing yeah. it to the to the other Calgary first period they had. We had more hits than Calgary this game. I don't know about the stats though. <laughs> now, the one thing I want I do want to point out is the physicality from the Stars has has they've answered it compared it, it's to game gone one. up every game. Right. So even in game, it's gone up in every game, and that's with. Without the discrepancies between the Calgary stat people and the Dallas stat people, yeah. right? So in the first game, they completely just obliterated us. I mean, we answered yeah. a little bit, but not to the extent that we need to in order to be more competitive. We we, we talked about that after game one, is that the Stars just need that 10 15% more competitiveness. They showed it in game two, and it was a little bit more even. And then in this game... They really uh, ramped it up. Uh, I don't have the hits in front of me. Does anybody have the hits in front of, in front of 44 me? for the Stars, 23 for Calgary. Very skewed still, I think, in my opinion. I don't think you can take yeah. much off that. But the eye test tells you the Stars are definitely more physical, and they're continuing to get more oh, physical. Oh, by far. And and you could, and I'm, I'm sure James could hear it. <laughs> oh, yeah. On, on the it ticket. was crazy. On the ticket, so on the ticket, they don't filter out as much as the crowd noise is normal, okay? When goals were scored... I cannot hear Josh or Razor. That's at so cool. All. Not <laughs> at <laughs> all. I can only hear the fans. It was awesome. And go ahead and b- pull up Brandon's comment about the AAC. The AAC was yeah. live as it ever has been tonight, and it's a fir- it's been over three years, and and we forget about that because the whole 2020 bubble playoffs were in in Edmonton, and so no Stars fans got to be a part of that, unfortunately. Yeah, and d- just the fact that we got to experience that and watch the American Airlines Center be as bonkers as it was, was absolutely amazing. I loved it. And that without a doubt helped, especially in the third period, standing for the last oh, minute. Yeah. You mm-hmm. just stand and scream for the last minute. Because even when it's in our zone, just screaming at them. I mean, 12th man at Aguiland, we scream when the other team's on offense. If we can start doing that. That would be awesome. But anyway, they, they were electric all night. And we showed up the Calgary fans by – being less boo-hooey. I mean, Calgary had all the calls, got more power plays in their two games at home, and still whined more than we did. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. All right, well, going into the second period, there were two goals. First one was by uh, Elias Lindholm, who has been very good uh, this series. And uh, unfortunately, it's that first line making their, you know, making themselves known in uh, the second period. And it's from Goudreau and Kachuk. So they all three of those guys get on the board on the score sheet. And I, I thought it was a great shot. I mean, I, I really did. Uh, Lindholm with the shot. I, I I mean, you can't blame Otter for that one. And it, it was just a great shot by Lindholm there. I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah. I mean, it's a good shot. I, I can't I can't even recall it right now, honestly. <laughs> James thoughts. Um, yeah, James thoughts. <laughs> yeah. yeah um... I definitely was able to watch the highlights before I got here. That's a lie. I wasn't able to watch the highlights, but that's okay. Um, I mean, it, that's that's their first line's first five-on-five goal. That's easily a win that's for the true. Stars, it, it, holding them to one. Yeah, it, one five-on-five goal, goal in three games. games for the best five-on-five line in the league. Yeah. That's A+. Plus. And, and, and that goes to show you that that's just exactly what the stars do. I mean, they're getting back to their team defense that it seemed like we got away from a little bit in in, in, the, regular this, in the regular season. We definitely did. So I, I'm watching the goal right now. It was 
actually a really bad turnover behind the net by Studenich. And it was it was Goudreau with a behind the net pass. It was a backdoor pass, and Elias Lindholm was just right there. And it was a it was just a one timer right in front of Otter. So, yeah. I mean, really. So, but uh, that was the first that so that would make it two to one, and that's when I got really frustrated. I was just like, "Dude, we're we're playing well. Yeah, we're getting outshot, but that's to be expected because that's how Calgary plays." And then. Who else would get the next goal? Joe Pavelski. Mr. Joe Pavelski. The guy at 37, I'm going to keep saying it because it's absolutely incredible. At 37 years of age, scores a clutch goal for the Stars halfway through the period, which allows them to tie the game 2-2. to Yeah, you you can tell which player on our team wants a cup the most. It's Joe Pavelski. I really... and. I don't even care about the rest of the stars. You know, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, Otter. I just want to get it for him because he has shown so much through, like, the last two and a half years. <laughs> well, and, well, I mean, ever since he came to Dallas, other than maybe the regular season, you could argue. But he's been so, so good. And, I mean, and what's funny is they were talking about this on the TNT intermission uh, in the second intermission. They were talking to uh, Paul Bissonnette, Biz. Paul Bissonnette's 37, and he's sitting in the in, in a booth. So <laughs> very different considering, you know, the how their careers have kind of split off. Paul is now in the booth. Pavelski is still playing. But I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say other than he's Captain America, Captain Clutch over here, Brandon mentioning it. So just... Yeah. Speaking of Paul Bissonnette... On game game two, he just said the Flames were bad, and that's why the Stars won, and they only barely won. Were they bad again tonight, Paul? <laughs> Come on, buddy. They just played three bad games. Three bad games straight. That's what it was, definitely. Stars aren't exactly. good at all. Right. Idiot. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> what did y'all think about the play uh, through the second period? I thought it was pretty even. Uh, the yeah, first I period, agree. I think the Stars were had the slight edge. Second period, I think Calgary had the slight edge. So, yeah, uh, it, it's a great hockey game. It really was. This it's a spectacular. This is like the real first. Like th- this really felt like the real f- first game. <laughs> the first two were just kind of goalies being insane, and this one really felt a lot more like what you would see normally. Yeah. And. Let me pull this out for a second, too, because I thought this was interesting that TNT brought this up. But TNT, some of the bra- – I forgot who it was exactly, but one of the broadcasters brought up that Markstrom looked a little off tonight. He, which he did I, last I, game, too. Last game, too, I did. a couple of long-range shots just bounced off his glove. Like, super strange. And I think I think James kind of called it right. He, he got the shutout kind of in the first game. We had less we than had 20 shots, though. So. <laughs> yeah. And – Otter has definitely been better than him. He's definitely outplayed uh, Jacob Markstrom. And, and I mean, regardless of whether Jacob Markstrom is off his game or not. Yeah. And but I don't, I don't think that's to say that Markstrom has played bad either. He's definitely, yeah. he's, he's yeah, still played it, amazing. It, yeah. It's just Otter, Otter's just, he's, he's winning it. Well, he's not playing like a Vesna winner right now. Yeah. He's not. That's fair. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, is the only thing that I can think of is that third period stand there at the end where where Miro hit the crossbar 
And I thought for sure that puck was going in. And then he, and then he literally made a save sitting on top of one of his guys. Yeah, that was, that, was pretty, that was pretty funny. <laughs> so so I, I thought that I, I was kind of surprised that they even suggested that because I thought he was having a pretty good game. I just thought the Stars were getting some pretty good scoring chances. And he made some big saves tonight. I really thought he did. He, he did make some big saves, but, I mean, Otter made – Otter made the bigger he saves. made more big saves. More. Yeah. It, 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 didn't, it didn't matter how many he made, uh, Otter. It didn't matter how many he made. He made the biggest save of the game yep. against Johnny yeah. Goudreau. It's it's crazy. I mean, the, the save percentages for both the goalies in the in this series so far, Markstrom has a 942, and Otter has a 969. That's, that's uh, absurd. Uh, nice. Shut Times up. two. <laughs> Y'all aren't All funny. Right. Oh, I like to think I'm funny. Funny looking. Sometimes. All right. And then the third period. The third period. <laughs> I think the Stars kind of controlled this period. What do y'all think? I don't necessarily think it was more of the Stars controlled it. I think they played their game. Which, That's what, what I'm saying. Which is in the, which is in the third. Well, when, when you say control, it makes me think that they had the puck majority of the time. Puck control okay. is what I think. Gotcha. So... I guess I agree with you in a way, but in, you agree in my with head, what I meant. <laughs> yes, I agree with what you meant. So my deal is, is I just wish they would control the puck more and I'll keep saying it and I, I'll, I'll keep saying it and they'll keep winning despite me wanting them to do it more, but they only had like the one or two big chances other than the goal in the third period. They, and the, I forget where the other one was, but the, obviously the big one we already talked about, it was the mirror Haskin and, hit the crossbar, Markstrom makes a big save on the second shot. Well, so we, I just wish I would time, see that more. Big time offensive pressure in those first 10 minutes, though, too. I mean, we were in their zone a lot. We didn't have – I agree we didn't have, like, a obvious standout chance, but Calgary definitely didn't have that chance at all. And we, I thought I thought we were in their zone more than they were in our zone in the beginning of that third period at least. James, what did you think about that? Yeah? Um. I mean, they, they definitely had the puck more, but yeah. I don't think they had any more dangerous chances. Like, for yeah. sure, for sure, I think we we probably outchanced them even early in the third, at least. Oh, yeah, we, we absolutely outchanced them for the entirety of the game. Well, so here's the thing. So so Zach actually had a comment earlier about high danger, high danger chances. Sorry, words are hard. And it was 16 to 15 in the Stars' favor. I'm assuming he's getting that from Owen Newkirk on Twitter, but he could be getting no, that, that from somewhere else. That's natural stat trick. Natural stat trick. Okay, so that was the that was going to say that was the other word because you normally pull that up too, Chris. But uh, I mean, I thought it was a pretty even game overall. The Stars just got the power play at the right time, and we finally score on a power play. We should actually mention the fact that the Stars were 0 for 10 at, at, before they scored the goal, and now they're we 1 for 11. <laughs> so. I mean, we mentioned how bad, you know, the actual structure and watching the power play was, but I don't think we mentioned that stat. But, I mean, like we said, I mean, in order for the Stars to be good against this Calgary team, we have to beat them in special teams. So, Zach says natural stat trick, so yeah. And and what's crazy is that with this game, we pass them in power play now, and we pass them in penalty kill. (laughs) Just barely, (laughs) barely, literally barely, by the skin of our teeth. But we passed them, and both yep. like in both stats, it's it, that's it's absolutely 
insane what this series is doing. I mean, neither team can score any goals, it feels like. Yeah. And Three goals as, is pretty good for the Stars, in my opinion. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty really good for the Stars. <laughs> that's really good for the Stars. We don't get the last one. The last one doesn't really count. But And kind of wrapping up this game, going into game four, I mean, game game three is the first of the, the big three games. Talk about game three, game five, game seven. But I think game four is huge. To You, you want to keep home ice, and you don't want to give this team hope because we kind of locked him down. You you want to put him away. You Like a third period, you don't want to give him a chance. You don't want to give him hope. I don't think we put him away yet. I'm expecting a huge response in game four from Calgary. And Absolutely. The, and as good as Ottinger was in tonight's game, we're going – and here's my, my take on what's going to happen in game four. I think in game four, what the Stars are going to have to do is they're really going to have to focus on their defensive game. They're going to have less chances – but if they're going to win the game, they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to take advantage of those opportunities more. Calgary will have more opportunities than the Stars, and Otter is just going to have to, is just going to have to make some more Goudreau saves, if that makes any sense. I, I think we're going to need to keep the forecheck on them like we did tonight, and Ben and Sagan are going to have to put one in. They, they've they've had chances throughout the series. They got to put one in. They got to be a big difference maker. With with how much basically all of Canada hates the way that stars play the boring style of hockey that we play. We're going to have to play even more boring in, in the next game than, than in, than in game two in game one. I mean, really we, we need a super low scoring affair game again. If we can keep it down, we have a very good chance at winning. Yeah. Boohoo, boring hockey, whatever. Yeah. Suck it. Shut up, shut up and play. I mean, you, you won your division. Play, you should be way better than us. Play yeah, hockey and beat be. us. Should be. I'm tired of all this trash star slander, all the garbage comments, freaking ESPN saying we're going to get swept in five games. <laughs> More than 50% said we would More lose in five games or less. Yeah, and and that, that at the least won't happen. Already proved wrong after three games. Idiotic. All this star slander is crap. And, and the we're, stars we're, were still in game one right now. Yeah. The stars were and still in game one, even though they weren't yeah. playing like all that well, Easily they were still won in game it. one. Yeah. Easily could have won it. And there was, um, I think I was listening to the Steve Dangle podcast and they did mention at least, at least Steve did. He's, he's like, the stars are not a bad team. Their, their spot in that they landed in the regular season does not really show what type of team they are. And, and we kind of we've kind of proved in these last three games that our our team really is built for the playoffs. Yeah, and that that's something that we just we didn't know if was if that was true just based off of the one one run we had in twenty twenty. And we're coming in here and we're taking. I'm, I mean, I know it's only a two one series lead, but it's still you're you're giving the best team in in the other division a really good run for their money right now. And all Flames media, and the reason I'm so pissed off is because all the Flames media, after the second game, like, there's, like, no panic at all. They're like, oh, the Stars just made these games boring. We'll come out in the third and blow them out. They're not a good team. They're a one-line team. Don't even have a good starting goalie. He's he's basically a rookie. All this is trash. They're all idiots. And now they're going to be shaking in their boots. So wake up, Calgary media. We're coming at you guys. And, you know, shout out really quick to the guys of Game Over Calgary. Uh, they're doing a fantastic job. I mean, right after our episode here, uh, James and I actually went and 
watched the whole episode uh, of after game two. And uh, I mean, I don't know about you, James. I'm going to go do the same thing again right after yeah. we're done here because I'm curious to see what they have to say. Because, uh, may- Chris, maybe you're right. Or maybe there's... I bet maybe they're going to be more scared. I mean, oh, obviously, they, they're going to be more scared. Def- yeah. Definitely, last game, they were talking more about Calgary mistakes than Stars being able to shut them down. I mean, they, yeah. they truly believe that that Calgary is just choking again. And I don't think that's the case. I that's really not. don't. We, we, we it, are outplaying them right now. It, we might have outplayed them in today's game. In game two, it was more... It was more even in my opinion, and we just took advantage and shut everything down. And Otter said, "Nothing's yeah, getting like, behind me." But game but one, even... in game one, we made more mistakes in that game, in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. I thought Calgary played a better game in game one. So that's just yeah, me. But but like even even that, they don't believe that we shut down basically at all in game two. They just believe that their top line failed them again. Yeah, and and they don't believe that we're imposing our game plan, which we totally are. Our game plan is to keep the game tired and to keep it out of their top line's hands and we're totally doing that correctly and we're applying all that pressure and no one's giving us credit everyone's just talking about calgary 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 we're gonna have to start talking about the star soon anything else guys gg boys there we go there it is <laughs> gg all right guys we're gonna cut it here tonight Please go and check out starcasticomarkshop.com. We got our first phase of our ma- our merchandise. It's been up there for about a month and a half. The shirts Chris is wearing one of those shirts right there. Yep. I, I actually wore mine on the bus coming home from San Antonio after a uh, band trip. So, uh, you know, I, good I, luck. I, I, they got to have good luck. Yeah, <laughs> we need seriously. more good luck. Please, because I'm, I'm I'm still scared. It's Calgary. I'm still scared. Yes, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> we need all I the agree. superstition we can I mean, get. with everything that we've said, the second the stars let this series open up, we're screwed. It, it can blow up. <laughs> it can go. It yes. can blow up fast. Yeah. Right. So more good luck. <laughs> yep. So yeah, go buy yourself a shirt so you can help us with our superstition, please. <laughs> and then I'm I, I'm I'm mostly just joking. You don't have to, but we would appreciate any like kind of support that. We would like you to. We would we would appreciate any support you guys give us. And then uh, I, I also as well, you can follow us anywhere. Uh, you have social media. We're everywhere. I mean, I think the only thing we don't have is TikTok right now. I've been working on that for like six months and still haven't done it. I'd be so good at so, TikTok, bro. Yeah. Maybe you can put be put in charge of that, Chris. So, <laughs> and share and then, our podcast. Put it on all your Facebook groups and your group chats and whatever. Yep. And then uh, if you're listening to this right now and you're listening on the podcast side, we appreciate if you would leave us a review, whether that's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, whatever, wherever you're listening, we'd appreciate it. And along with James and along with Chris, my name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you guys have a good, fantastic evening, morning, whenever you listen. Bye.